From the Far East to the Great West, the podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre, Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Welcome to the Clones Cast. This episode, we are talking about the 1976 or maybe 1974 Black Dragon versus the Yellow Tiger, also known as the Growling Tiger, directed by Yong Kyung and starring Tang Lung. The story picks up directly after Way of the Dragon, where an international crime syndicate is on the search for the character Tang Lung from Way of the Dragon, after he killed Colt, played by Chuck Norris, who's called number nine in this. So no one could find Tang Lung, so they decide to go after his uncle in Hong Kong to figure out where they could find him. Well, they barked up the wrong tree, because Tang Lung has a cousin, Tang Fu, and he loves biking, and he's got some pretty badass martial arts skills. Not to mention uncle is a total badass, too. So, Michael, when did you first see the Growling Tiger? The Growling Tiger. Uh, uh, <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> Actually, this one I saw kind of later. Um, I didn't see this till about about ten years ago. Um, I, the the actor I had known about the film ever since I was a kid. It was it, I don't think it was really super well known to be a sequel to Way of the Dragon, but um, kind of was just. Uh, you know the, the idea that it had some sort of Bruce Lee like actor in it, um, who I had seen in other movies. Uh, Tong Long, I'd seen in a couple other films, and I knew what an insane human being he seemed to be. <laughs> so I was really fun, uh, you know, really happy to have tracked this down ten years ago. But that's the first time I ever saw it was actually about ten years ago. And what do you think? Um, it's one of the oldest, right? Like one uh, of the first Bruce Boy Yeah, it's an early one. I mean, it's, it's I think it's release and the original release was in '74, so it was pretty much done, you know, right right uh, right after uh, Bruce Lee passed away. Um, and like you said, you know, they're following up with Way of the Dragon, and this would be the only sequel in essence that follows up Way of the Dragon. I think they, I think in nineteen was it nineteen ninety in the nineteen nineties. Um, Stephen, um, I'm a blanket on his last name. Uh, who, uh, 
uh, I'll, I'll come up with it in a minute, but he had, there was sort of a pseudo kind of follow-up to Way of the Dragon that was done. And we, at one time or another, we'll talk about this sort of hybrid Way of the Dragon follow-up that uh, Bruce Lang did. But um, this is the, the only real sequel to that film. And uh, it's a, definitely a weird, clunky, bizarre uh, film, but I just, I again, I just love it because of Tong Lung. I think he's this this super bizarre. <laughs> you know, I can't, you can't. I know he's trying to be serious, but you just sometimes when you watch him, you're wondering if he uh, doesn't think he's doing a comedy. Oh, you know, I wrote down one of my notes. He resembles so much for me um, Terry Tasugi from Street Fighter. Right? He's He's so interesting. intense, and he does. It, yep. it's almost comedic in that same way. Like that's a very funny movie, even though it's very gory. And but it's I felt that same way watching him. Like he he seemed to just take such joy in being a, just a baddie, you know, nutty <laughs> badass. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he's and just his his facial contortions. You know, sometimes it. You know, it's he's like Dragon Lee plus a few extra. You know what I mean? Yeah. He the way he kind of puts it off so yeah, yeah it's uh, so you uh <laughs> obviously as, your okay. first yeah as my first viewing i loved it i really did like this one really spoke to me first off my list of brucisms is off the hook oh man <laughs> and it was it was really it was good it, i mean i it was funny uh and it, it just yeah okay so we start out with that whole slideshow via you know a la uh, enter the dragon um, except right. it was funny because it wasn't the same. Like Enter the Dragon, it's showing Ohora and it's showing all this stuff. This was like silhouettes or shots of Tong Lung from behind. It's so funny. You're get, I'll tell you something, Matthew. You're getting really good at this because you're you're catching on all the little details that I, I'm not sure I wasn't sure you were going to get onto, especially with in terms of how it relates to the the films. But that that was what's so hilarious about this is that they they're showing slides, like you said, very <laughs> Enter the Dragon. And this, they're supposedly showing this to these group of these, these you know, whatever, these crime bosses to show them Bruce Lee. And it's just silhouettes. You can't even see them. It's just all blacked out because it's clearly it's Tong Lung in the, the photos. But. Right. Now you have seen the slides. Recently, we sent number nine to Rome for the world champion karate tournament. And he was killed by a Chinese. What? Yeah, killed number nine. Yeah, in Rome. Yeah, how about that? We must do something. We can't just sit here. But I think the report is wrong. Oh, uh, no. I think we have to know where he lives now. And then we can find him. Mr. Smith. Okay. Number ten, give me your report as a Far East representative. I have collected information about Tong Lung. But I can't locate him. Maybe he went back to Hong Kong. He has an uncle who lives in Kowloon, but his address is unknown. From his uncle, maybe we can find where Tong Lung went. Yeah, in fact, and then they switch the scene switch, and it, it is Tong Lung, and it's showing like he's doing the entire body, you know, joint cracking thing that Bruce Lee made famous in Enter the Dragon. And then, you know, of course, it turns around, and this, this gentleman is the, the furthest from Bruce Lee. 
Right, and it's kind of an interesting way they do it because so they they start off in this thing where we're we're introduced for those who haven't seen it, you know, we're meeting these crime bosses that are saying, hey, we had our uh, this Tang Lung who, while he was in Rome, he killed one of our agents, like you said, number nine, which we're going to assume is Chuck Norris, and uh, now we're going to take him out. So we need to, and he says, well, obviously we'll just send a couple people to to Hong Kong and go find him. And then when they go there, remember they pull out these photos again. They're photos <laughs> like of his back and his like profile, and it's, this is Tang Lung, and then it cuts to from that photo to the back of Tang Lung. And I think that it's kind of one of the things about this movie that's interesting is how they they do this sort of weird overlapping with who Bruce Lee is as Tong Lung and who this who we assume is his cousin or at least the student of his uncle, you know, who he is and how they overlap as people. And it's just really bizarre how it kind of fluctuates through the movie, you know, how at one point, you know, with uh, Tong Lung pretends to be. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tong Long. <laughs> well, I shouldn't keep calling him Tong Long's his his build actor name. Oh, the that's... character that Bruce Lee plays in Way of the Dragon is Tong Long. Yeah. So, but here he's uh, I think goes by Ah Fu. I think is where Tong Fu they call him. That messed me up. I'm like, yeah, oh, it like, does so get Tong Long and then Tong Long. So it's Tong Long playing Tong Long, and then yeah, exactly playing... Tong Long's cousin anyway. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. Well, I I feel like it's this like. They didn't have rights to make a sequel to Way of the Dragon. So they made sure that they didn't, like, they steered clear of it without, you know, they just mentioned Rome and they yep. mentioned our agent number nine. And if you've seen Way of the Dragon, it's all connecting for you. But if you haven't, it's all just bullshit. You're not, they're never once saying, you know, Bruce Lee or actual, like, they're just, it's a character Absolutely. name. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. exactly it. And, and you, I mean, obviously, the, you know, the, the, when when they every time they refer to Tong Lung, they hear play the Enter the Dragon music. So <laughs> I know that was so funny. Every time he showed up, that. it started again. It's such a good song. It's such a good song, and it it fills me. With just like yeah yeah, well, and that's and that's a great point because that is what part of this Bruce exploitation thing is to get that reaction from you. You're making that identification with the experience you had with Bruce Lee, but of course you're watching a movie that has absolutely nothing to do with him on the, uh, you know, you know, obviously on the surface. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's uh, let's just jump into some favorite scenes here. Uh, Yeah. Let me know what's your favorite scene. Well, my favorite scene, and unless you picked it, uh, I have a backup. But my favorite scene is is the mirror scene. Oh yeah. So there's a scene in this where he's about to go out, and he wants to confront these bad guys that are looking for Tong Lung, and he gets into the mirror and he looks into the mirror. And this is very, this is also taken from Way of the Dragon. You remember, if, if you've if you've seen the international version of, well, actually, it's in the I think both the U.S. version too. Um, Actually, I can't remember if it is, but but in the international version, Bruce Lee goes into a woman's house. He's just kind of blindly follows her. She ends up being a hooker, but he just <laughs> playing off his innocence. He doesn't realize it. So while he's waiting for her, he's staring at himself in the mirror, and he starts looking. He's kind of checking his face out, and he's throwing some punches at the at the mirror. You know, it's a kind of a cute, you know, funny scene. But here, 
we've got Tong Wong doing the same thing. He's looking into a mirror and he's making all these Bruce Lee faces and these these noises that are Larry cat like as he's trying to manifest, you know, which we assume Tong Lung, and then he goes in and pulls out his nuchakus and then goes off. But I just love that moment because it's just so weird and funny and <laughs> bizarre. That's awesome. All right, mine is going to surprise you because that is really a great scene. And you know what's interesting about Way of the Dragon versus any Bruce Boitation I've seen is what made it so endearing is that Bruce was sort of a fish out of water. He he was very uncomfortable and he, remember he ordered all the soup and there's just all these dumb scenes but when he finally gets to show off like you know it's the the alley behind the restaurant scene and everybody's like kind of yeah whatever what's he gonna do and he does his classic the dragon strikes you know <laughs> and he just whoops the shit out of all those guys like none of these these every one i've seen so far that has bruce in it it's the famous suave bad better like good at everything bruce lee never yeah. the bruce lee that bruce lee directed which is himself as kind of this dork who can actually kick ass well he did say that that film was there you know the element of him being the fish out of water was what he felt like when he came to america mm -hmm. so he he's apparently used a few uh few of his own personal incidents in that uh in those sequences <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Okay, so my favorite scene is a really dumb one, but it would, it made me laugh out loud. It's the dance club. So there's this girl dancing, All right. and she looks hot. <laughs> and it, it the camera work in this film is off the hook. It's crazy. I mean, they, they have no problems doing whatever. The swirly camera, like swirling it around in the air, or zooming in and out really fast. Yeah. So they zoom in on this, this white dude's face, and he rips his sunglasses off because the girl's so hot. And then it zooms over to this like old Asian dude. And he That's kinda, right. He holds up like a monocle to look at her. And the girl has like an eye drawn around on her stomach, like around her yeah. belly button. And the belly button's kind of the pupil. And the camera's zooming in and out like mad on her. And I'm just like, what kind of zany shit is going on here? Oh, my God. I, I'm going to take that scene and I'm going to encapsulate it into a GIF. And I will post that as part of this podcast so you guys maybe have already seen it by the time you're listening to this because i'm gonna have it out there you're gonna see this ridiculous craziness yeah it's pretty good and you know what's funny is just about a week ago i was having a conversation with i guess it's aquarius production aquarius releasing i think they're called they're the ones that released this film and they still have the print of it and we're I'm trying to talk into uh, this company I'm working with to getting the print from them and, and releasing it. Cause it's, cause you can see that the one that's on that you probably saw it on YouTube, clearly it's yeah. just, it's terrible. It's just cropped. It's dark. It's, it's funky, you know, so hopefully we can get the, um, anamorphic, uh, version of it. Cause it'd be kind of interesting to see it since I've never seen it. And it's, you know, you know outside what? of what's on YouTube. I think this was actually, so what the hell is going on with Amazon prime? Amazon is, freaking amazing um so at first i found the youtube version and the youtube version was so dark like there's a scene early on the in the film and i think there's like some boats going by and they were so grainy and crappy i decided to go out and try to find something better and i found this it's uh free with prime so and what is so you're I, it's, that's great i mean so you saw you found it on amazon what's what's the title of it there the title on it on amazon is black dragon versus yellow tiger black yeah right that's yeah right yeah that's there's tiger um, the, uh, so was it still cropped as a four by three or was it widescreen? It was, um, 
it it was beautiful literally it, uh, i don't interesting it wasn't crap, right. like the one i feel like on youtube had like a big black border around it right yeah i have some pretty bad ones on i mean i did, i've never that's great you know now i'm gonna go look and take a look because if maybe it's possible that they've got it from aquarius and maybe they did you know manage to strike something off of the print but you know we'll take a look and see that's cool though yeah good take a look i, I actually watched two back to back um this one and another one so I'm not sure if I'm confusing, but I will tell you that the quality of it was just really, really good. And it's got that great poster. Uh, it's very old school Bruce Lee style. Um, it has Tang Lung uh, with nunchucks, two, a set of nunchucks, which is funny because you didn't see that in this film. <laughs> but yeah, you know, truth. Oh, good. Well, that's good to know, you know. Well, I was going to make a point that there it's, you know, on this way of the dragon thing, there's a trailer for this. Um, and in the trailer of the film, it actually, the, the words that pop up on, on the screen say tracking the way of the dragging. So they're, they're clearly even in the trailer making the reference that this film is, uh, what am I trying to say? Way of the dragon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. And and this has a lot of stuff. So it it has a way of the dragon thing. In fact, the ending, which we'll get there is very way of the dragon, but it also does the tower of death. Game correct. Of, what Game That's of correct. Death was meant to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, a very funny cast of characters. We have Hitler Mustache. He's back. <laughs> yep. Um, Mexican wrestler, which I was very surprised. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> a fucking fencer. Oh, oh, a tidbit for you. You may know this. I didn't know this. When I I saw the fencer, and I just instantly jumped to Google. I'm like, what the fuck is up with? a fencer like who was this guy and was he just famous and they were trying to drag him into this bruce's older brother peter was a champion fencer right that's right i didn't know that yeah Yeah. i was like oh so i I wonder if they just they saw that and they thought well doesn't that make sense well if you know you know it's bruce lay's greatest revenge we had a little fencing in there and um it's popped up in a few films but you're right it's uh kind of a i guess it's also an indication of the it's a, a combat art that that's a you know a more of a European associated mm-hmm. you know um, art. So I you know it's probably usually they they have the white guys doing the fencing. So <laughs> you know, um, but idea. yeah, actually, apparently Bruce Lee learned some or studied and you know took some of the footwork from his brother in mm-hmm. his own studies later when he was getting more into the idea of hybrid martial arts. You know, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I again when I see fencers, I've never thought of fencing as anything you know to be afraid of, especially you know in competition. It's all you know your tip of your sword is pinned. But you know, um, I think it was Bruce Lee's greatest revenge. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it had a bunch of katanas, and katanas are for me scary as hell. <laughs> like they're meant to slice right into the artery and let you bleed. Swords? Out You're talking about sword, the katana sword? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, pretty much any time they have a Japanese in these films, they've got uh, right. <laughs> they got swords on them. I've never seen more guys with swords getting their asses kicked by just a martial artist with no weapons than I have in these Bruce Boitation films. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah, it just tells you that, you know. So the rundown of the bad guys. We've got um, what I call Hong Kong Hitler. <laughs> We've got fake Bolo. That would be the Mexican wrestler. Uh, we've got, oh, the dude, James Tien's stunt double. Because, you know, he's the dude in this. I don't know his name, but he's so good looking. 
And yeah. Yeah, he looks just like James Tien would. You know? He does, yeah. I know the guy you're talking about, the, the, the bad guy running around trying to find him all the yeah. time. Uh, wearing yeah. really nice clothes and being snooty. Uh, the swashbuckler, that's what I'm calling our fencer. And finally, I didn't come up with a clever name for the last dude. Um, Grandmaster Clint Robinson, uh, Taekwondo. I did read, though, he's had a school in Sacramento since 1975. And at this point, he has 10 schools total. So he's still kicking 10 ass. schools. Look at you and your research. Good job. He's kicking ass. Yeah. Thumbs up to you, Clint Robinson. <laughs> Keep it real. I just love that. I thought he was really cool. Uh, and, you know, they were trying to do a Jim Kelly or maybe a Kareem thing. Um, but oh the, yeah definitely the greatest line he you know he's right when he first shows up uh to, to the end and battle hey tong fu i'm gonna kill you yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man that dubbing's the best totally yep uh, i was gonna say do you have a, a second favorite scene well you know i i get i i would put it because it's it's just it's very quick or notable and you pro- yeah notable yes is how about when he has the fight with the guy and he kicks him out the the building and it's like an animated like guy falling out of a building. I don't know what it is, but it's not like a, a a stunt guy falling out of a building. They like throw in like a almost a Monty Python kind of a cartoon of a guy falling from the building. It really was Monty Python. I was like, what? Yeah, you got it. Well, another notable. This is just weird to me. It was the one time I I laughed, but um, they go up to the kid who's dead and you know he's dead as they're creeping up on him but they start trying to give him a little tickle to wake him up before they flip him down and realize that he's toast i was like what yeah. the hell is going on here <laughs> well there's an interesting like lot there's other things that sort of pull a little bruce lee into this where um where the afu guy is character the tong lung character is talking about fighting and he's he says um, he says that line to the to the kid something of of like you know hey my my way of fighting is uh, different than yours and yours will be different from mine which is a kind of a, a little a brucism that they sort of slipped into the mm. into the film well, you know and they do that a few times I mean that the, this idea where you have them the I guess I mean in the story I think his martial art is called the Shaolin Tiger Fist so it's obviously got a very traditional sounding you know base for him but um his his philosophy you know comes comes from bruce lee in this a little bit at times um any notable players in this well not a lot there's not a lot actually that's what this is you know a taiwanese made film a lot of times the the taiwanese films were didn't always you know we're a little more on the outskirts they weren't the typical hong kong um you know adison guy lo who's the 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 Hitler mustache guy okay. you've you've seen him all over the place he's got he's 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 an Enter the Dragon he's got a kind of a famous moment in Enter the Dragon when Bruce Lee kills Bob Wall and they cut to a shot of his face because his eyes are a little bit off kilter you know there's something about he's got this eyebrow that's way above the other so mm-hmm. people you know always remember his face but he was the the Hitler mustache guy oh there was um, a really funny scene with them out by the pool and the the girl oh my god. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, they were like uh, competing machoism to try to win the girl. And I don't know, with Hitler mustache, I am falling for it. I'm thinking, uh, he's going to be like better than the fake Bolo guy. Or what did I call him? Yeah, fake Bolo. Uh, And yeah, instead they, you know, fight for a while. And then she just runs up and grabs fake Bolo. It's like, I'm going to go bed him. 
<laughs> Fake bolo. It was awesome. Yeah, the uh, even the choreography for people that you know watch it will find that there's a lot of replicating uh, choreography from Bruce Lee's movies. There's a you know I mean of course not done to the the excellence that was done by Bruce, but you know you watch and you can see that they're slipping in these known sequences of of fights to again conjure up those Bruce Lee moments, uh, you know, the scenes when he's fighting the guys by the pool, even some of the stuff at the end with the, the fight at the end up on the, uh, pagoda, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, Bruce stuff going on in there from his, his fight scenes rather than just imitating how he, he throws a punch or a back fist and makes the face They're They're taking bits and pieces of the choreography and trying to stick them in here. Yeah, that's very interesting. All right, well, let's. I'm going to give you my list of Bruceisms. Uh, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, this is the longest one I've ever come up with. And wow, some okay. Are pretty obvious, but okay, so we start out with the slideshow, and that has become, I mean, it was really only in Enter the Dragon, but now that I've seen it in enough Bruce Boitation films, I know it is a Bruceism. Uh, Enter the Dragon music, uh, torso cracking, as I call it. It was one of my favorite things from Enter the Dragon. When I was a kid, I'm like, holy shit, like he's so strong. Like, I can only crack my knuckles. He can crack his whole body. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> we eventually get Bolo cracking his pecs, which is awesome. Uh, the Bruce Lee sounds, monkey sounds, cat sounds, whatever you want to call them. Uh, this had the finger gesturing, uh, which also included the closed fist crush. <laughs> uh, Nunchaku's the camera kick, uh, which uh, we got from Fist of Fury. Uh, wife beater which is interesting. Uh, I didn't think about that one before with other ones, but this one definitely showcased he was wearing, you know, the cotton undershirt that Bruce Lee was famous for wearing. Um, right, tank top. I threw this one in. Okay, we're going to call it a tank top. Yeah, I know. Wife beater was a little, I'm like, I wrote that down and I'm like, there's another name for that. I've never owned one in my life. I couldn't pull that off to save my own life. <laughs> oh, come on, Matthew. Okay, I threw in whistling. Um, at one point, right. he, yeah, he's walking yeah, away whistling. Good point. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Nice. And finally, well, and again, that's directly related to Tong Lung and Way of the Dragon. Bruce Lee doesn't yeah. whistle really in any. I think he might have been the big boss in one little. Oh, maybe he doesn't. I have to. I mean, I have to rethink that. But he does, particularly in Way of the Dragon, it's more most notably used. So, okay, and they took the uh, ripping hair and blowing it to a whole new extreme by ripping somebody's <laughs> mustache and blowing the hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's a whole different thing than grabbing Chuck Norris's chest hair. Grabbing somebody's mustache and ripping it off and then blowing it at him. That's dark. That is pretty bad. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> just don't try it on me. I'm just okay, throwing the got... beard back. And oh, I yeah. Oh, good I don't man. want, okay. I don't want the little cool. empty spot right by my nostril. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, let's get to the ending of this. Uh, so the end was kind of way of the dragon thing it had the music the warm-up which i i don't think i've ever seen another film that does that same exact thing where you got these two fighters and they actually know like people used to talk about way of the dragon like how awesome it was it's like you knew bruce lee and chuck were real fighters because they actually knew they needed to kind of stretch and warm up before they just jumped into battle to kill each other and yeah they did the same thing this was weird because instead of a cat which was really cute in the whole way of the dragon thing and kind of added some tension we just kind of like zoom in on these weird statues yeah Yeah. well yeah you're right again that that moment at the beginning with the with the pre-warm-up exercises which 
it, with way of the dragon the idea was to to mimic here they are in the supposedly in the uh you know the roman coliseum oh, and bruce lee right. wanted to he at that time wanted to show we were like two gladiators and we're about to face and so we're warming up and you know doing our treat and then we fight so there there was sort of a relationship to the the coliseum that him and chuck were in we're here it's you know, it's, they're up in a tower, which is kind of cool and a traditional tower. But that was, you know, that was and then they borrow the whole idea to re- just to replicate Bruce Lee's mm-hmm. scene rather than making it something, you know, organic to what they were doing. You made me think of something. Um, I, I made a note about it. but I didn't catch it as we went through it. The most um, exploitative scene in this entire movie comes. There's a part where a whole group of people surround Tong Lung. And they're about to fight him. And he pulls out the nunchucks and he does the standard, like he does the whole demo. It's awesome. And then he puts them away to fight. <laughs> That's right. He like, goes right. Exactly. He just wants to show off for a second. <laughs> like, okay, that really was like, you had no other reason to do that than to just be like, Bruce Lee, right guys, right? Did you see what I just did with the nunchucks? <laughs> There's a moment where the character who's this, you know, black actor that looks that is like you said, he's replicating, uh, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the tower. So it's sort of like this hybrid of, you know, Game of Death and Way of the Dragon mixed in one. Uh, and he has that <clears throat> comment where he says, Tong Lung, you killed my brother in Rome. <laughs> or he makes some comment like that where he's saying you killed my brother. And I don't, you know, trying to tie our relationship with the the growling tiger back to way of the dragon. Yeah, and I thought the final move was a big Bruceism as well. It's something I think it was from End of the Dragon, but it's when he falls back. I've never understood exactly how this move works. Frankly, it looks great on film, but he sort of drops down to the ground. And he lays on his back and he kicks somebody in the groin as they fly above him. You know, trying to right. kick. Yeah, so it's a terrible move because like, like, that would hurt. But also, it doesn't like have the physics in my brain to make it work. But hey, you're the martial artist. You tell me. Could you tell well, me I mean, back? And- the yeah. idea, again, again, they you know they took that piece of choreography from Enter the Dragon. Yeah, yeah exactly. When, uh, when Bob Wall does the spinning back kick and then Bruce kind of times it by dropping down and, and yeah. throwing the, the... And I mean, I it, when I was fighting in tournaments, that was used a lot, actually. Yeah. So, when you, yeah, well, guys that were, you know, you had good reflexes and were counter fighters, guys like Alvin Prouder and some of these other guys that were they, um, you know, when they're squaring off and fighting, and you could almost tell the guys that were going to do it because they <laughs> tended to, seriously, they tended to, their, their stances were real low. They leaned on their rear leg a lot. So mm-hmm. you have a kind of, um, you have a stance where your, your right leg's out and your left leg's cocked back almost like you're ready to fall backwards like you're ready to fall onto your side and that's what they do because what they would do is they'd sit there and they'd wait for the guy in front of them to throw a head kick and then when they do that they drop down and kick him kick him in the groin underneath you know Um, i I used to practice that all the time and partly from i mean done a little differently than how bruce kind of just dropped on his back and did straight up yeah but this was done more i'm getting a little technical here but done from the side but you're right they 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 took that scene from from enter the dragon i love that you're just like ah no look at him yeah no jim over there he's definitely a nut kicker (laughs) you know watch out for him he's got the top of posturing he's definitely gonna hit somebody in the nuts today oh yeah you knew the guys that like had three (laughs) or four good techniques and they were just kind of positioned and ready to go with it whenever it was going to come out <laughs> that's the best well the end i think i know you must have appreciated this it's just like fist of fury and the big boss except instead of him getting arrested they do arrest the bad guy and they say hey 
you know, Tung Lung, don't take the don't take the law into your own hands. From now on, like yeah, just from now on, don't beat up people, and let's all just like go have a good day. You know, he's killed tons of evil. Everybody's yeah. hurt. Well, that like I think we talked about this. That is very was very common with these films, Hong Kong and Taiwan, where you had to have some kind of authority at the end to to put everybody in check. You know, if you watch every Bruce Lee film ever made, the cops show up at the end. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I think, like, so you, at the end of Big Boss, he gets showed up and he gets arrested. You know, at the end of Fist of Fury, he gets shot by them. You know, at the end of Way of the Dragon, they all show up in, in, well, it's Hong Kong, but it's supposed to be Italy. At the end of Enter the Dragon, they're all showing up on the island. And even in Game of Death, in the Chinese version, cops show up at the end that they, mm. they tag on at the end of the um, at the end of the film. So it's just part of their their deal. And I mean, obviously, there's a, a, a many films where they the cops don't show up and they just freeze frames on the guy dying. But <laughs> you know, well, what I like is in this case they they were like on his side, like oh you're you're cool, we got the bad guys, like you're safe, like you don't get yeah. to you're not gonna get shot, you're not gonna get arrested. It's it's over, man. Good. Yeah, baby. All right. Uh, this, just so you know, this film, you know, when it was released, I guess it was released in 76 by Aquarius Distribution, and they had... Um... Wait, pause there, because I want to say the Internet Movie Database has two listings for the same movie. One is The Growling Tiger, 1974. That's the one that actually lists all of the Asian actors. But then there is Black Dragon versus Yellow Tiger. It's a separate Internet Movie Database title. That one is 1976, and that one right. Only... I think they're just confusing. What they're confusing is it's the same movie, mm -hmm. just the releases. It the 1974 was when it would have come out in Taiwan and Hong Kong, okay. you know, and 1976 is when it became Black Dragon versus the Yellow Tiger and was released in the U.S. Oh. All right, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So. Um, it actually did fairly well. It was competing with, I think at that, that time it came out, it came out at the same time I think Carrie was um, was still playing in theater. So that was kind of the big, the big one at the time. Then there was this other film that was this import that came out the same week. Uh, what was it? It's a Lee Van Cleef film called Mean Frank and Crazy Tony. It's like an, a, an Italian film. Um, but, uh, it, there was another, but it, you know, and the way they would release films back in, in seventies was it wasn't just like how it is now. Like everything gets released on the same day. It would tour different cities. So a lot of times when I'm looking up, like when the films were released and how much money they made, it's always city by city, you know, what it did in Kansas city on this week and what it did in LA that week. So I know when it was released in Kansas, it beat out death machines, mm -hmm. another karate film at that time, pretty handily. So it had its little it, it made its money once it came over yeah i think that's really interesting when you think about how many of these were made like even really really bad ones but the same directors go on to do other ones and the same actors go on to do other ones they had to be making their money back on whatever budget they had well it, yeah and the time i mean a lot of these american uh you know distribution companies would pick up these films for pretty cheap from these guys and they'd throw them over here it was still at a time where People were still trying to figure out how many movies did Bruce Lee make, and that's where this is where the most Bruce exploitation flourished, because of the the, the manipulation of of the uh, distributors. You know, they they could come onto this sort of um, unsuspecting audience in the states and and make use of it. In fact, the Tong Lung, the the actor in this film, 
did a movie called uh, Line of Death. Mm-hmm. I think it was called the, the 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 Chinese version, but it was released in the states as Bruce Lee versus Chinese Frankenstein. Oh my god! And the the I mean, it's like this film about it's a period film where he fights vampires or something like that. But um, this was that period, you know, seventy six, seventy seven, seventy eight, where it was really right before Game of Death came out that they were really trying to milk the Bruce Lee thing in any film they had. Nice. Well, um, we do have a message uh, from Xavier. He left a message on ScreenMayhem.com. Um, I think he responded to The Dragon Lives Again, which was episode eight for us. But he said, you guys have to do true game of death. I always found myself watching this flick. And if I'm not mistaken, it came before Bruce Lee's original game of death. And Bruce lies, goodbye, Bruce Lee, his last Game of Death. What's crazy is someone had to see Bruce Lee's version of Game of Death because sometimes the fight choreography and other things were on point. Sometimes. The Kareem Abdul-Jabbar character and that cape with the red light had me laughing my ass off. That was from uh, Xavier Kent's, uh, what do you think, Michael? Yeah, this is actually uh, one we're planning on doing for sure. Um, this this one did come out after Game of Death in 78. This was, I think, 78 or 79. So they whoever made it was probably already familiar with Game of Death by a little bit. Um, the uh, There are a bunch of storylines, and it. it's almost as if they kind of hybrid Lee's idea with the Klaus version and put it together because you have all these different um, motifs and storylines that kind of resemble both. Uh, the goodbye, uh, goodbye, Bruce Lee's last game of death was the earliest one. It came out, I think, seventy six or seventy seven. But anyways, yeah, this we definitely got to do this kind of one off guy, Lung Tong Sheng, I think was his name, and he um, he worked for the Shaw Brothers for a while, and he was a Taiwanese actor, and he managed to step his foot into this one. And this actually is probably probably the most um, elaborate sort of game of death exploitation movie because they really try and literally almost reenact it so it'll be a fun one to do and we definitely gotta um, put it on our list down the line first off i'm going to remind everybody of our phone number so 424-257-0344 also known as 424-257-0344 uh, give us a call. Leave us a message. Uh, we will talk about whatever you want to talk about, Bruce Boytation, on the podcast. So don't forget to do that. Um, any final remarks on this one, Michael? Well, it's an unusual one, and but it's it's funny. If you want to see an offbeat, weird, not highly seen Bruce Boytation film, kind of Tong Long's only entry into what I would call Bruce Boytation, even though he's he he's mimicked Bruce Lee and other films I've seen him in where he still kind of does the same routine, you know? Um, but, uh, it's, fu- it's a funny one. It's a, you know, it's a one-time director, you know, he this is the only film he ever directed, no which kidding. is could, could, uh, 
<laughs> could be the reason why. Uh, even though there are times where it actually has some interesting camera moves, I think he works with the the dolly in some interesting ways where he he does these pans through people's faces. The the it's it's great for watching some fight sequences that'll you'll go oh that was from the dra- oh that was from way of the dra-. you know there's that kind of for a big Bruce Lee fan it's kind of fun to pull out and uh, but it's it's definitely a entertaining film and in many ways but mostly from the point of just being funny yeah i'll tell you i really liked it it's one of those like i don't i'm not even throwing into the comedy versus serious elements of these that um for me i just stayed super interested throughout the whole thing like i really wanted to see the end and i wanted to see where things were going like that's where it surprises me like um i feel like the filmmaker did a good job especially for the time and budget and again the camera stuff that could just have been an overzealous cinematographer, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe with a, a film this size, you just don't have a you don't have a lot of people doing different stuff. You had right, you know, and that's yeah, what I meant. Yeah. I actually was trying to pay it a compliment because there were some interesting ways of of doing their 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 camera moves sometimes. Yeah. Where, you know, like in the even in the beginning. I mean, this sounds simple, but it just sticks out in my head where the guys are all sitting at the table. There's this dolly track across all their faces as they're watching the the screen and then it ends up on the last guy and he has his dialogue and sometimes it's more you know you watch the more mundane films they just drop the camera down and get a close-up of him saying his line and then drop the camera get us close up with the next guy but there seemed to be some effort here in in creating a, a semi interesting um visual approach to some of the sequences so you know I, i'm giving it a little credit there yeah it was somebody who'd seen an awesome film and he mocked exactly what the awesome film did on his film which happened to be his way of the dragon sequel that he couldn't admit was a way of the dragon sequel that's right <laughs> well and one thing i love about this film is it asks the question what if bruce lee was almost hit by a car while bike riding <laughs> <laughs> yeah that question gets asked quite a bit <laughs> Oh, perfect. Well, thanks, as always, Michael. Uh, Great movie and uh, good suggestion. And yeah, thanks for all the awesome information. Yeah, you bet, man. It was a pleasure uh, revisiting with you. All right. Till next time. Till next time. Thank you.